start. We have main engine start. Four, three, two, one, zero. Brian, you know, last time we talked, uh, we talked about, you know, when's the right time to decide whether you should repair your system, replace your system. And I think we got a good idea for our homeowners whenever they're coming up with those ideas. But when the time comes and it's time to replace your AC system, I think the first thing a lot of people are going to start to do is research. And you would think, oh, hey, let me start researching what brand and what what style of unit and, and different things like that, when really they probably should be looking at the company itself. You know, we always want somebody to choose something local. That's ideal. If you need a big name box brand, that's that's for you. That's good to go. But when you're researching a company, it's usually you start with the Google reviews, right? Yeah. So when you are looking for a company to do something for your home, how are you looking at these Google reviews? Well, for me, I like to look at the reviews and compare those to other companies that are like comparable companies. Uh, in our industry, in HVAC, I like to see a company that's been in business for 10 years. That usually tells me that they're going to be around another 10 years. The best indicator right. of future success is past performance, right? And the warranty for these this equipment is usually 10 years on parts. Um, so if I see a company that has 10 years, I'd like to see 200 reviews or more. That's common for our area. It may not be for all areas. And then finally, we get to how many stars do they have? Where we're at, really at around 4.7, those are, that might indicate there's some issues you want to dig a little bit deeper into. Um, you should always sort the reviews by the bad ones. Read those. Uh, and also look how frequent were those bad ones posted. And then you really want to read the review. Sometimes the homeowner is really aggravated about something that is very common in our industry. You, it, they just aren't familiar with how this works. Um, no, and, and you're exactly right. You know, I, I've seen that with clients. Whenever I'm doing it, I like to go, I sort them by the most recent so that I can kind yes. of see what's happening in this in the newest time frame, because there could have been change of management. You know, there is turnover with technicians, changing jobs, install teams can change, things like that. You want to see consistency, right? And whenever you're looking at the bad reviews, you're exactly right. Maybe the homeowner accidentally clicked one star and said, this company is great. I would use them all day. And I've seen that. But there tend to, you find trends, right, with some of these reviews. So what are you seeing out? when you're looking these things up? You'll see uh, people rescheduling appointments like a no-show, no-call. They had an appointment, just no one showed, no one called them. Now, if you see that happening over and over again, that's a pattern. Hey, that's a pattern. That's called a pattern. Yep. So, And also, you want to look at recency. How often did that happen? Uh, how, how recently did it happen? Has this been going on in the last year? Those are things to be concerned about. You also might see quality of work issues. Um, something was installed and it broke, and you, and you get that over and over again. Now, for most homeowners, the best thing you can do first is to call the 
company and give them a chance to make it right. I think that you reserve bad reviews for when you've given them an opportunity to write something that's wrong and they punted, <laughs> did not do it for you. Um, well, no, that's, that's right. Cause you know, there, there's a really famous saying that if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. There's no such thing as being mm -hmm. stagnant, especially not in this industry. There's always more to learn. There's always more that you can do to take care of your homeowners. And when you see the owner or manager, whoever it is, responding to these reviews, that's also a good sign because that means they're on top Very of it, sign. right? Um, yeah. But sometimes it's not always the best response, right? Mm-hmm. You can judge that company. Like sometimes there's animosity directed at the homeowner for leaving a review. Dude, that's that a first red flag. That's a first yeah. red flag right there. They gave you an opportunity to get better by telling you this. Now, if they're just crazy, you have to count on people being able to read this and read between the lines and go, okay, this homeowner is being um, irrational. But you can't publicly. No, and it's, it's very rare that that's happening, right? Most people in the service industry, they're being real. Hey, you know, I had this service technician come out and the last five times they've come out, they've tried to tell, tell me I need a new system when it's under warranty, right? This, mm -hmm. These are things, these are part of the trends that you need to be looking for. But yeah. if a homeowner says, hey, it was a no call, no show, you know, and then you see a response from the, the owner, hey, we didn't see anything in the system. We really apologize. We'd like to make it up to you. We'll give you a mm -hmm. free service call. You know, please give us a shout back. At least they're making an effort, right? Because things do happen. We are human. We do use yeah. these computers and programs and there's glitches and things do happen. I've had it happen to me. I've shown up to the wrong house and knocked on the wrong door. <laughs> you know, probably more times than I can count. So. And, and speaking to that point, we've had a bad review one time. We never even went to this house. They had us confused with somebody. Else. No, that's exactly similar right. Somebody. There's some companies have very similar names. And this was a, we got called out for doing home warranty. Well, our company doesn't even do home warranty. So we know, absolutely know it had nothing to do with us, right? It have been us. So, I mean, what, do you have any examples of some of these reviews like this? I know we don't oh, want yeah. to kind of, we want to get out of our market because our market is here in Houston. We don't want to do any of our direct competition or anything like that. So what did you end up finding when you were looking at reviews online? Well, that is a great question. Let's look at a few here. This first one comes from a company that had about 15 years of business. They only had about yeah, 200 a good start. reviews. That's a good start. You know they've been yeah. in business. 15 years, 200 reviews right off the bat makes me think it's a, it's a mom and pop company. And maybe they're just not too good at doing the whole online thing, right? Yep. Okay. I think that's you nailed it because the reviews they do get are really good. And they're so probably here's one bad one, though. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. Had an appointment scheduled for 9.30 a.m. I was right. texting at 9.45 asking for an EPA. Technician arrives at 10.10 a.m. saying that they are there. Got tired of waiting and left. Poor service, no communication. So with that I, one. Yeah, I agree that there was poor communication. In this industry... With service technicians, most clients are going to get a time window 
of when they're going to show up. They're going to show up between 9.45 and 10.45 because we don't know how long it's going to take on the last call. Um, You don't know how long it's going to, you don't even know what you're going to fix Mm -hmm. right at the last call, not to mention traffic and, and things like that. Did the owner of the company ever say anything back? He did respond back. Okay. He apologized. Uh, took full responsibility for it. Uh, I just think that this is a phone call to the to the owner of the company. This isn't a legal one star review kind of issue, right? No, we I don't think Houston. one. They never got service, right? Yes. So they can't say poor service. Yeah, poor communication. But I mean, this is something where she should have just called the office, and I wouldn't hold it against the company per se. Now. If I saw five or six more of these as I'm filtering right. during the certain certain time frame, hey, maybe we have a problem. But if as long as it's just a sporadic one like that, I'm okay with that. And why do you think people leave a bad review? Well, I think there's two reasons. One, you want to express your displeasure. You're so angry. And then two, you want to warn others of of a bad situation they don't want to be in, right? Yeah, this or struck three, me as somebody. Another reason I found is they want a response. You know, yes. maybe, maybe they've tried calling the office and they've gotten no answer. Or, hey, we'll have the manager call you back, but they never call back. They never call you back. Know, when you put a review, you know that everybody at that company is going to see it and that you're probably going to get a call here soon. Well, you would hope so. You better. You better. There's something that don't. One star review. (laughs) What else are you you finding out there? Here's another one. Um, This is is from a nationwide company. Now, they don't do warranty work, but they've been around for over 10 years, probably about 4.8. And there's about 1,700 reviews for this company. So it's big. Yeah, that's pretty big. This is how it starts. These are bad people. My AC was out due to a power surge that fried the motherboard on the unit. Since the condenser was 12 years old, parts were difficult to come by, making replacement the only choice instead of repair. They told us this, and it was confirmed by other contractors. So they had a a second opinion done. Right, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. So they sent a slick salesman to upsell us on replacing the entire system because it was really better to just do the whole thing. Um, I guess that other company they called came out and just replaced the condenser at half the price of what the other company recommended. Well, that it's going to be half the price anyways, if you're talking about a big nationwide company, right? You've got yeah. more overhead, you've got the bigger marketing budget and, and things like that. And unfortunately, the end user is going to be the person who pays for it. When I hear that review, one, she admits, or they admit that this unit was old, parts were hard to get, you know, a 12-year-old system, and this is, I believe, in Dallas that we're looking at some of these reviews, we're two and a half times the national average for cooling hours. So like a 10-year-old AC in Houston's 25 years old in Kansas City, 30 up in Chicago based on cooling hours, very high mileage. And she's been told by a couple of people that it needed to be replaced. Now that's understandable, right? But keep in mind, that word, what was it? Slick salesman, sleazy Slick salesman, salesman, something yes. like that. It is going to be a sales guy that's coming to your home. 
right? Uh, unfortunately, in this industry, there's not many sales guys who have actually put tools on equipment or had the experience in actual design. Once they sell it, they turn it back over to the company. That's what they do. And that's it. You know, thankfully for us, we're very involved in what we do and being able to be there with the install teams and actually designing yeah. these systems and stuff. So I don't know. I, that might but be does a that reason. Make, wouldn't. Does it make them unethical because they charge more than the other guy? No, not no. at all. Okay. Not at all. In fact, they probably are operating at the exact same profit margin as the other company. You know, when you have more vans and more trucks and more commercials and bigger buildings and all of this stuff, it all plays into what the end user is going to end up paying. You know, and yeah. that's also one of the reasons why we say, you know, if you want to get the best value, that I'm not saying the cheapest unit and I'm not saying the best unit, but the perfect mix of local, fair price, decent brand, good warranty, you know, you're probably going to be with a more mom and pop type company. That's just less overhead, yeah. less things that you have to pay for as the end user. I mean, for me, when you talk about an unethical company, that's a company that doesn't respond to problems that they caused or should reasonably, you would think they caused it. And they've just washed their hands and they're, they're ghosting you and they're not responding. That's what unethical is. Charging you more than the next guy isn't unethical. No, I mean, unethical to me is telling you you're getting a warranty and then they don't register it, right? Correct. Or telling you you're getting a certain efficiency rating and then putting something else in there. You know, mm -hmm. And I've also seen these reviews where people think they're getting a less efficient unit just based on the energy star stickers and things on the side, you need to dig deep. You know, there's always an asterisk when matched up with certain other parts and pieces, yes. it will get a different efficiency rating. So you just got to read these reviews with caution. You know, the, the key is to keep looking for patterns, look for that time frame of the last, maybe last six months or so looking for how long that company has been in business. And, uh, that's a pretty good start. Okay. Let's look at uh, another one here. Okay. This is, she starts out. Now this is a pretty well uh, valued company. They have, uh, I think it was a 10 year old company with probably 600 reviews and about a 4.8 star rating. So she starts this with, that's a good start, business, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. that's, let's, a good, let's, that's a good. Let's in. That's a good business to pick. So she starts a unethical business. Made a service call for one of my outdoor AC units for functioning properly. The root cause: the bad capacitor. Um, the technician recommended replacing the capacitors in both my outdoor units. They quoted me five seventy three for two capacitors. I was in a bind and have young children at home, so I had no choice, even though I was well aware of the ridiculous inflated markup for two components that cost roughly $20 a piece. All right, what do you think of that? One, I would agree that it's inflated, but two, it's inflated for a reason, right? <clears throat> You're not paying for the part. If you want to get the part, go ahead, order it on Amazon. But you, you still had to pay for somebody to, one, come out to your home and diagnose 
the issue. Then you're paying for the labor and the knowledge that somebody has spent years getting to be able to change that and do it safely and effectively to put that in. Three, to be able to get a warranty and have somebody actually back that warranty. You know, 500 and some change for two capacitors, it's not bad. I've seen... I've seen companies charge five hundred for one. Yeah, you know, but I but you're not was... just paying for the part, just like any other thing on an air conditioning system. Realistically, all the equipment for a, a single speed air conditioning complete system, it's only a couple to a few thousand dollars. But it's all the other miscellaneous parts and the training and the knowledge and the certifications and the insurance and the workman's comp and, and all these other things that go into this, not just. Yeah, I I don't know what AC company you're going to go with or or what she thought was a reasonable markup. In this industry, that is, you could say it may be a little high, but it ain't outrageous. No, it's not. And I think if she would have called three or four other companies, it would have put her at ease a little bit, or maybe it would have Mm -hmm. angered her a little bit more. But that's going to be pretty typical. But if you call three other companies, you'd have to pay the show up fee for three others. Yeah, it just keeps uh, adding up. $240. I, I mean, you know, for so, a pricing like a like that, you know, 500 for two capacity. If you call five companies, you'll probably find two companies more expensive, two companies a little bit less, and one right on par. I th- I'd agree with that. You know, it's not a hard All part right. change, but it. Uh, <laughs> I've seen Let's check that out one more doing that. So I'm not going to say much about how this one. Let's just start it and we don't have to go very far. I was initially referred to this AC company by blank, our home warranty company. Red uh, flag, red flag. Okay. <laughs> uh, we we to talk all day about four point right? Yeah, and, and we will talk about this in a future episode. But uh, home warranty companies are, are AC companies that do works for home warranty companies generally aren't rated as high. Now that has to do with the expectations of the people who call them. A little bit has to do with the AC company themselves. Because nobody right. made you go into business with these guys, right? Right, And we'll talk about that later. But I can tell you that an AC company is in a no-win situation. They're doing work for home warranty companies. No, they're either just starting out and they're trying to gain some clientele or they're clawing tooth and nail to try and stay in business because they've lost their clientele over the years. Um, I've I've found most home warranty companies, it's not going to be the people that you're going to see when you're searching for top-rated AC companies in your town. That's not going to be those people. It's going to be chucking a truck or staying in a van, and there's nothing wrong with that. But they're not getting paid to give you the service that you deserve. They're getting paid to put a Band-Aid on it, have the unit at least turn on, and get out. I've had clients with a $1,400 power bill on their 28-year-old air conditioning system, and they're a home warranty company said, Nope, everything's good to go. It turned back on. And 
is that fair to the homeowner? No, they could have financed a top of the line system for $250 a month and been saving 1100 a month, you know, things like that. So I know that you have worked for a company that did home warranty. And I know that you got out of there as fast as you could and came to, to us, but which we're so thankful for, but I'm looking forward to learning more about that side of the industry from you. Well, I'm biting my tongue right now. I know I'd like are. to say more about it, but I'm holding back for that podcast. <laughs> now, um, if you're so reading reviews and you start seeing, you know, trends and clients talking about, you know, I use them through my home warranty. You may want to start looking into another company just right off the bat. I agree with you. Okay. Not trying to piss anybody off, but it just, my experience has been that it's not as good. My experience is when homeowners that I've dealt with are using their home warranty for their HVAC system, they end up canceling their home warranty. I mean, 90% of the time they say, what the hell was I paying for? But most <laughs> of the time it's used as an incentive when you're buying a home. Hey, we'll throw in two years of home warranty. Yes. A lot of times nobody's even paying for it anyways. It's just given to them and they think it sounds like this magical fairy. We'll take care of everything. That's not how it works. Yeah. Well, all right. I think that concludes this episode. Do you have anything to finish up? Be weary when you're reading these reviews. Make sure that you're sorting these reviews based on time and also on the stars. Because if not, you're just going to be reading the best ones. Make sure that you're not going based on the reviews from your company's website. Because those are handpicked and chosen. Go to Google. Go to Yelp. Go to the Better Business Bureau. There's a lot of different ways that people can get in touch with companies and, and give their personal opinion. Um, but also look for, the, we always talk about patterns, look for patterns in these reviews. My service technician was energetic and very punctual. People don't talk like that. That's probably a paid review, right? Probably. You know, we get contacted. How often would you say we get contacted for paid reviews? At least two or three times a week. We'll get an email from someone offering to write reviews for us i've seen from what i've seen for every hundred good reviews you've had someone write it only takes three one stars to knock you down one tenth from a 5.0 to a 4.9 so that's, that's why when we say a 4.7 is a target for most companies there's a lot of factors but that's one thing to keep into consideration I mean, another red flag for me would be if they had 800 reviews and it was five stars because it just goes back to we're humans. There yeah, are I errors, you know, things happen. If everything is perfect, you should be questioning that also. So just yep, be careful definitely. when you're reading some of these reviews. Not all the bad reviews are actually bad, you know, connotation on the company itself. You know, sometimes there's a bad apple. And maybe the company got rid of that and they remedied it. So just be careful when you're looking at these reviews. Yeah. It's not what it seems to be sometimes, right? Absolutely. All right. So next time we're going to get into these home warranty companies. Um, we're going to get into how do I choose the right company for my HVAC replacement? And we're definitely open to any ideas or 
our thoughts from our, our listeners that may want to listen to something else or have some questions that they need answered. So, All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. All right. Thanks for listening to the Comfort Zone, y'all.